Hello, hello, and welcome to the eighth episode of Three Things in Search. My name is Pedro Diaz. Three Things in Search is a weekly podcast where I pick apart and comment on the three most relevant search topics from last week. For this episode, I'm going to touch on Google News full coverage in search. So Google is bringing the full coverage from Google News to the mix of its universal search results. The second topic, Google free hotel listings. Google is opening yet another vertical listing for hotels. And the third topic, technically indexed versus practically indexed. I mean, how crawling and indexing are those two separate processes and how can you block one of them or the other? So first topic, Google News full coverage in search. Google is bringing the full coverage feature from Google News to the mix of its universal search results. With this change, Google wants to make it easier for users to explore all aspects of a story from a variety of perspectives. Back in 2018 at Google I.O., together with announcements of revamped apps for iPhone and iPad, Google introduced the full coverage in Google News. At that time, the main revamp focused on the interface and bringing AI to Google News in order to make it even more relevant. Google clearly wanted to get more users into the Google News app and away from the Apple News app. The full coverage was advertised as a nearly exhaustive array of sources and perspectives on the topic as an extra value proposition when compared to Apple News. Google compared its full coverage to a real-time, quote, 360-degree view, close quotes, of news stories and topics, and they called it the most powerful feature of the app. Fast forward to 2021, and they're porting all of this into universal search. In their communication, Google said that, open quotes, when you are searching for information on a timely topic, you see a carousel of articles at the top of your search results highlighting relevant news. For big, developing news stories, you can tap into a full coverage page after scrolling to the end of the top stories carousel, end quote. So what Google is doing here is they want to be able to detect long-running news stories that span for several days and weeks and present those as an aggregate collection, giving users more of a bird's eye view on the whole topic. For me personally, I think this is another feature that Google uh, that shows Google's concern with all the disinformation problem we've been facing with tech. And clearly Google wants you as a user to have access to all points of view on relevant topics and kind of distance itself from being labeled as favoring a specific political ideology or, you know, position. The more Google can show to be in the neutral zone, the better it is for them. In the end, publishers end up 
winning here, so which is good, since it's definitely this is it's definitely opens up for more publications to be featured under a certain topic. So on to the second topic now: Google free hotel listings in search. So this is another topic that sparks a lot of different opinions, similarly to what happened with Google Jobs listings back in 2017 and then Google Flights in 2018 and most recently Google pivoted Google Shopping to going free last year. Now Google is opening yet another vertical listing specifically for hotels. This is a move that has the objective to make users use Google more instead of other vertical search engines. So, vertical search engines have always been in conflict with Google, since they are basically a search engine too, I mean, but with a narrower focus, and specific features for high-volume verticals. They offer a lot of functionalities that Google couldn't offer. Among the most common are of these verticals are jobs, flights, and hotels. So, historically, these kinds of websites have always been the most critical of Google too, as they naturally see Google as a threat to their business. With the hotel listings, we're entering the last piece of the puzzle, where Google is consolidating itself among the most profitable search verticals. This uh, a good. I mean, this is a, a, an aspect that highlights that Google always wanted to be a disintermediator. One of the reasons that some types of businesses face a lot of friction and volatility in search is that Google sees them as intermediators. They are redundancies that only add to the cost for the end user. And yes, there's a lot to debate here. So I'm not going to go into this now because this would just be a whole podcast on itself. One of the main competitive advantages of Google is the ability to offer something for free, in quotes for free here, while choking the competition to death in the process. Google is known for luring businesses to give them the data they need and using the convenience as a way to make users forget they need to go somewhere else. In the end, Google doesn't want users to think beyond Google when it comes to search. When users uh, use any other search engine, it means Google doesn't make money. It means they miss out on data in the process, and it means Google loses. It's a double-edged sword here. So for, for websites, the smart approach for vertical search engines should be to never give everything, never give away all your data. Make sure you keep a competitive advantage by doing things that Google can't and keep those under closed doors, either it's content or something else. Don't give it away. Every vertical search engine should have a strategy that doesn't depend on Google. They should be able to stand on their own. I mean and get users to prefer them for some reason. If a vertical search engine can stand on their own, they've already failed. It's just a matter of time until Google beats them into irrelevance. 
I mean, being preferred is better than being indexed. So, and this takes a nice segue into the third topic, which is the differences between technically indexed versus practically indexed. Last week, there were several discussions on Twitter around indexing and crawling, specifically on how de-indexing something and blocking it with robots.txt, it's not the same thing. This is something that I've been tweeting yearly, <laughs> and it's every year it comes back to Twitter. Uh, many people feel find it a surprise, so I thought I would comment on it. The main point to understand here is that when it comes to crawling and indexing, that those are two separate processes. And you can only block one of them. You can't block both at the same time. Well, actually, you can block both at the same time. I mean, if you have your content behind a login system or something that is not public, you can... You, you can both block crawling and, and indexing. It's just a matter of a point of view here. I mean, this causes a lot of confusion because many people still think that blocking a URL in their robots.txt file will prevent it from being indexed, which it doesn't. To clear things up, we need to assert that. First, robots.txt is designed to control crawl and aimed at blocking large patterns of URLs, so the robots.txt doesn't really control indexing. And second, no index directives are an extension of the robots.txt and are designed to control indexing. So, and for them to be seen and processed, they need to be crawled. So you guessed it, they don't control crawl either. Most misconceptions lie around that blocking a URL in robots.txt will keep it any traces out of the index and it will be a pristine and blank index, which is not the case. But technically what happens here is that if a URL is blocked from crawling, Google will obviously not crawl. But if Google finds any references links that will create an index entry based on what it believes uh, our links to this URL exist, and it was important, Google will reference it in its index. So these are usually called technically indexed URLs because Google will know very little about these pages, and, and uh, so they will just make a reference to them. Practically indexed URLs, on the other hand, are the full crawled URLs that run widely for queries. So nevertheless... Google will not rank blocked URLs unless these technically indexed URLs are highly relevant to a specific search. That's why you often see blocks, blocked URLs you, when you do a site search, when you use the site operator command on, on a website. But just because you see those URLs, it doesn't necessarily mean they will rank freely for important queries. It's also important it also happens that on the internet, there are tons of scrapers besides Google. These scrapers often get content from websites that has been blocked because bad scrapers don't obey robots.txt rules or directives. So 
if any of this script content ends up being indexed by Google, for some weird reason, it can generate links to blocked content on the original website. And so causing Google to display references to blocked URLs on its index. So make sure that you are using the right tool for the right job. And if you, what you need is to block main search engines from wasting time in the large but irrelevant areas of your website, use the robots.txt file. And don't worry if the occasional indexed references of blocked URLs make their way into the index. If, on the other hand, what you need is to remove all traces from a URL from the index, use the noindex robots tag. Just remember that for Google to see these, it needs to crawl the page. Alternatively, you could use an xrobots HTTP header as like HTTP headers are directives that live outside the HTML and can be used to the index documents where you can choose a meta tag like image files, PDF files, Work, Word, Excel, etc. All these kind of files that you cannot code or HTML in it. So most times it's better to keep things simple and choose an option that most aligns with your needs. It's never a good option to overcomplicate. Going overboard with blocking and de-indexing with robots.txt at the same time ends up being a huge task and it's often not worth the effort. So I hope this kind of clears it and I hope these were relevant topics for you. This is it for this week. If you like the podcast, please rate it in your podcast marketplace of choice. If you came across a specific topic or have a subject you'd like me to comment on, feel free to hit me on Twitter. I'm at Pedro Diaz. And if I haven't covered it before and I find it relevant and interesting, I'll try to include it. Hope this was useful. This is Three Things in Search. I'm Pedro Diaz and see you next week. Music